0: O L D E J A N E I R O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.
1: Wear Your Dreams, Episode 1. Give it a shot. What have you got to lose? hey dreamers you are listening to wear your dreams an amazingly inspiring podcast where we speak to the coolest girl millionaires girl bosses and fashion entrepreneurs if you have ever dreamed of creating your own business then this podcast will give you all the tips advice and inspiration to make it happen Lego! Hey everyone, welcome to Wear Your Dreams. I'm Alice Louiton, founder of BEMI and today I have a very special guest. I'm talking to Anita Crook. Anita is an entrepreneur, designer and creative director of Pouchy, a company that creates practical purse organisers. What started as an idea to organise her own purse turned Anita into a female millionaire. Her Pouchy products are now sold in around 1,500 shops in the US and Canada and her company's success only continues to grow. Anita, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Now, I'm so glad that you're joining us today. I've said a very short intro about you. So could you tell us a bit more insight into your personal life and background and explain a bit more about your business?
2: Yes, um I was born in New York City, but my mother was a Southern girl and did not think that was a proper place to raise her daughter, so so we soon moved back down to the South, and I've been in the South ever since, um, in South Carolina, and um, I just love to solve problems, and that's how I got started with my business. I was a fashion art major in college, so it fit right in even though I never actually um, worked except maybe part time for my husband every now and then until after my kids were grown. Mm -hmm. So I was busy raising children and then ended up in my
1: 50s um, running a business. Wow. Um, and I'm really interested about the start of your business venture. So, could you tell our listeners the story of the moment that you wanted to start Pouchy, and and speak to us about the steps that you took to make it happen?
2: Well, it all really happened so fast. Um, I'm really inspired by by the stories of women who struggle and work, but. It really went so fast and so well, so quickly, that I'm a little embarrassed about it. (laughs) (laughs) But it started out because I love to have organizer purses. I like, not that I'm so organized, but I just am very impatient. I don't like to hunt for my stuff. I like to be able to find my things, my keys, my phone, whatever it is that I have in my bag. I like to have it when I want it. So, I would always spend days looking for just the right organizer purse. And of course, I would get it all organized, and then I would never ever change bags because that was way too much trouble to reorganize a bag. So, one day, my son, the one that lives in California, got me a very trendy, very cute purse. The problem was it had no pockets. Mm -hmm. So, I said, thank you very much, David, but I knew I would never use it. <laughs> so, but I really liked it. It was so cute. And I thought, you know, if I had a way I could organize this, I would use it. So I looked, and I looked online. I looked in stores. I couldn't find anything that suited me anywhere. So I just decided I would design my own. And I had a friend whose daughter sewed. She made my first pouchie. And she happened to know a girl that had purses made in, um, overseas. So I called her and talked to the manufacturer. And the next thing I knew, I had 2,000 pouches on order. <laughs> and then I didn't know what I was going to do with them,
1: but they were coming in. <laughs> and so what was it that kind of made you realize that, you know what, I absolutely have to do this?
2: Well, you know, I have to say that when I first started it, I didn't know I had to do anything. I just wanted to organize my bag. (laughs) and (laughs) I was really not looking to start a business. My husband is a serial entrepreneur. He is, you know, always starting a new business. But I was perfectly happy with that. I didn't realize that there was anything else I wanted to do until I started doing it. Mm-hmm. And once I got started, the pouches were coming in. Um, that's when I ran into a little trouble because I didn't know what I was going to do with them. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm, I've got this fear because my husband is a salesman and my son is a salesman. And I didn't get that gene. So I was petrified of going into a store and actually trying to sell them on my product, but I did. Um, I had no choice. <laughs> I had to do something. I had these two thousand pouches coming in, wow. so I took. I got my samples in, and I took them around to boutiques with fear and trembling and a lot of prayer. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the first store I went into, loved them and bought them. And the next store I went into loved them and bought them. And this went on for the first three or four months. Everywhere I went, they loved them, they bought them, and I sold out uh, immediately. Had 5,000 more coming in, and it just went from there.
1: So I'm quite interested in hearing a bit more about because I know I did also read that, you know, you had this fear of selling. You were really petrified. What kind of enabled you to get past that fear and just kind of go for it? Was there any particular kind of thing that you kept on doing or was it, you know, encouragement from family? What helped you kind of get over that fear and just and just decide to go for it? Well, I don't know that I ever actually got over it. I still don't like selling. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but you have to do what you have to do. And sometimes when you're in business there there're going to be areas that you're more comfortable with than others. Mm. And that was just that was something that um actually I, I didn't receive encouragement. Well, the encouragement that I received was from friends that were in sales, and they would say, well, you know, it takes 21 no's to get to a yes. And I knew my personality, and I said, oh, I'll quit long before 21 no's. (laughs) But, (laughs) But I was fortunate that I got yes, yes, yes. So many times that I began to believe in myself and believe in the product. And by the time I actually got to a store that said no, I thought, well, too bad for you because you'd sell a lot of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and did you have any experience in, in sales? No. You know, right. No. So how no. did you kind of prepare? Like, how did you know um, kind of what to do in terms of when you went to the buyers and things like that? How was that process
2: well, I am married to a salesman, mm. so I have heard him over the years, and I'm sure that there's much that rubbed off on me, but to tell you the truth, I just went in with a product, and probably with knee shaking and hands shaking, right. I would show them, I have this product that I made, and I'd like to show it to you, and they would look at it and think it was a really great idea, and they would buy them. And sell out right away and call me back and say, we need more. So it was just a lot of uh, confidence in building that that I had a good product Mm. and that it was something that other people wanted as well. There was a need. And that's kind of where where I feel my strength is in solving problems.
1: And what was, you know, still focusing on the beginning of your business, what was the day-to-day life like in the really early stages of of starting up Pouchy and and running it as a business?
0: Well,
2: I did everything. I started it in my home, Mm -hmm. in my home office, and I was doing the sales, of course, and the bookkeeping and the shipping. Uh, <laughs> taking the calls, administration. I did everything myself because, of course, you know, you don't start out with any money, at least I didn't. And nope, I had no backers. I had, um, I did actually op- was able to open a line of credit, but you know, I never used it
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, because working out of my home, I was able to just use the money that I was getting from selling the pouches, to buy more pouches. And it grew until I finally had to bring on someone else to help me. And we sat side by side at one desk in my office Mm -hmm. at home. And we would work on one of us would have a laptop and the other one would have a desktop computer and we would just work together and then we'd go out and we'd ship together and we'd get it all done until I finally had to move out of my home because my garage was so full of pouches. It's a three-car <laughs> garage and we could not fit one car in there. Wow. So we had to move out and I moved into an office with a warehouse and um, was able to grow from there.
1: Um, you know, I'm quite interested in finding out a bit about you know the the early stages and and the kind of difficulties that you may have you know come across how was it you know working from home managing all these different aspects of the business and you know you were quite new to everything i'd like to know kind of what was going through your mind like mentally from on a day-to-day basis
2: well, since I didn't really know what I was doing, mm. I didn't know how much I was doing wrong. Um, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just did it. You do what you have to do. I was taking calls. I was using my cell phone as my business phone. And I remember taking a vacation uh, with my husband, and I'm you know taking business calls on my cell phone while walking down the beach. And a really strong wave came up and knocked me over, knocked my cell phone into the ocean. Mm. And and I'm thinking, oh, no, you know, there's my business. <laughs> and it was, My phone was sputtering and I had to go to the Verizon store and get a new phone <laughs> to mm. keep up with my business because I was getting a lot of calls on my cell phone and I didn't want to miss any of them. So it was actually it was really a lot of fun. I will have to say like I said I didn't mm. uh, had no expectations when I started. I didn't even know that anybody was gonna like it. yeah so it, it just kept going and it was it was fun. I had never done it before and I did have an art fashion major in college and that I had never used. so <laughs> it was kind of fun to get in there and um, and see it progress and see everything. Um, go forward. Mm-hmm. You know, there were areas, obviously, that bookkeeping is not my favorite thing to do. And I had to do that. Selling is definitely an area I wasn't comfortable with. And I had to do that. But I did it. And because I had to, there wasn't anybody else. I couldn't afford it first to pay anybody to do anything. I had to do it. And it was really Gratifying to see um, whether I knew what I was doing and did it well, did it wrong. Uh, people still love the product. And th- we went from there. I mean, we made, you know, like I was really trying hard to get my products in before Christmas. I really knew that if I didn't get them in by October, that it was going to be too late mm-hmm. for that year. So I was fighting with the manufacturer on the kind of handle that I wanted on it to be able to pull it out, and she was not understanding what I wanted, and so I finally just said, you know what, I don't care, just put something on it, and I remember showing my pouches, to, in one store in particular, I showed it to her, her daughter, Love Them, the mother who owned the, owned the store said, I don't like it, I think it's ugly, I think your rings look cheap, and so I looked at it, and I said, you know what, I totally agree, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like them either. It's not what I wanted, but it's what I've got. Yeah. You know, and she said, okay, well, I'll just try a minimum order, and we'll see what happens. Well, I remember distinctly being in Walmart the next day, and on my cell phone, I get a call from her, and she this is the very next day, and she said, we are sold out. Can you send us 50 more pouches, air freight, so I can get them tomorrow? And I said, do you know how much that's going to cost you to send these things air freight? This was just in in a town that is a 45-minute drive from my house. I could have taken them there cheaper, you know. (laughs) But she she said, just send them here. No, I want them. And so that's the kind of thing that was happening that really gave me the confidence that, okay, maybe I don't know what I'm doing in every area of this business, but I've got a good product and I would make changes as we went along to improve and make it better.
1: Mm. And how did you get your first few um, store contacts? Was it just literally a case of just ringing up or sort of knocking it, on a few doors, or how did it all work? Well, the first store, I'll
2: tell you, it was funny because, like I said, I was I would drive around the block, you know, before I would want to stop in a store. And I was downtown Greendale, which we have a very nice downtown here, by the way. <laughs> and I was driving downtown, and there was a little cute boutique that I just thought, oh, pouches would be perfect in that store. And when I rode by it, there was a parking spot open right in front, and that never happens. Never get a parking spot anywhere close to where you want to go around here. So I thought, okay, it's meant to be. So I drove into that parking spot, and I went in, and the owner of the store, you know, I said I had a little product that I wanted to sell, and she said, well, I just bought this other thing, and I got to sell that before, you know, I can buy yours. Um, And I said, okay, you know, and she went to wait on a customer. Her mother happened to be there, and her mother said, you know what, I really like yours better. Um, can, Can I buy one? And I said, "Yeah, of course you can. I can. I'll sell you one, and I'll sell it to you at the wholesale price mm. because I know that you know you you'll like it." And before I left that store, she showed it to her daughter, and her daughter bought a whole order, and she sold out right away. So that was my first contact, and from there I did the same thing. I just went into the store cold. Turkey didn't make appointments. Mm -hmm. I just walked in with my product because it's kind of hard to explain it over the phone. This was back 10 years ago, and nobody had heard of a purse organizer. It was something that nobody had, and so it was new, and you had to see it, and I had to show it and explain it. So um, it was one of those products that I knew it had to be sold in the small stores. I actually wasn't in business for probably, I wasn't even a year. When I got calls from Target, I got calls from two major stores that wanted my product, and I wouldn't sell it to them. And what was your reason for that? Because I knew that it was a unique kind of product. Back then, nobody heard. I don't even know if now it would work, because it's the kind of thing you have to see how it's used, to to really get it if you have a pouchy and you hang it on a hook in a big box store people are going to walk by it and say well that's an odd looking little purse you know they're not they may not get that it's used to organize your bag and it makes it really easy to change bags and go from one bag to another without ever having to think about it because you've got all your stuff together Um, You can go into a diaper bag or two uh, gym bag, whatever you're doing. And it's hard, it would be hard. Nobody's gonna try to sell that in Walmart or Target, Mm -hmm. you know, or even Macy's. I had three people from Macy's come to me at a show and were interested. And I just thought, you know, it's not gonna work there, not yet. Mm -hmm. So I, I just concentrated on the boutiques and that's where we were successful. And that's where we still are today, because those people love them, and mm. they'll sell them.
1: And sort of, I guess, on that same note, uh, now I kind of want to delve a bit deeper into, you know, your success and in becoming a millionaire, just so we can really inspire our girls who, who love to dream big. So what factors do you believe has attributed to Pouchy becoming so successful and, and I guess ending up being a million uh, dollar plus company?
2: Well, I would say if you have a dream, then you just have to go for it. I can't tell you how many people have come up to me at shows or different places and said, you know, I had the same idea years ago, and they never did anything about it.
1: Mm.
2: I had an idea, and I went for it, and it became successful. You don't know. Maybe you won't be successful. I've come up with products that didn't sell all that well. So I put those aside. Okay. (laughs) I'll go on to the next one. I love to do that. But you just have to um, go with your dream. Go with your ideas.
1: And what's one successful habit that you have that you think has enabled you um, to become a millionaire? I guess
2: my biggest successful habit is I spend the beginning of every day with God. Mm. And I pray and I read the scriptures and get inspiration. Sometimes I get encouragement. Sometimes I get a rebuke. That's how I start my day. And then I go to the office or I work at the out of the house where it's quiet. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, <laughs> depending on what I'm doing that day. But that's pretty much my routine. After I get through with all that, then I go and I ta- take care of my mother, who's 91. We've just put her into an assisted living. So, um, you know, she takes a lot of work. And mm. after all that, I crash.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and what's the most valuable advice that you've received, you know, during your millionaire journey?
2: Well, I think my husband has given me a lot of advice mm-hmm. over the years. Um, he's been such a help and such an encouragement to me because um, he, he never takes no for an answer. And he's always encouraged me, just do it, just go for it. Mm. And he say, I can't do that. Oh, sure you can. And sometimes he would go with me in the beginning. And he still loves to do that. So I think he's he's been a big encouragement to me to just go go forward whether I'm fearful or not fearful. Just if it's something that I'm good at or not good at. If you know now I've been in business long enough that if I'm not good at something, I'll hire someone else to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: but but in the beginning you have to do a lot of things, and mm-hmm. I still have to do things that you know I would rather not be doing, but. Because I love the design work, and that's what I love to do, to create new ideas and solve problems. That's what I enjoy doing, and so he's always encouraged me just to keep on going, and that's probably the best advice that I've had. Awesome.
1: Um, so now, Anita, I'm really excited about the next segment of Where Your Dreams as we're going into the triple love round, and this is where I'm going to ask you three questions about things that you love and why. So the first question is a book that you love. I just
2: have to say the Bible.
1: That's the, that's
2: the biggest inspiration in my life. And why would you say the Bible? Because it's from God. You can't get any bigger than that. (laughs) Awesome. And now a quote that you love. My quote would be from the Bible, and it's Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It says, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart's in your minds, in Christ Jesus. Mm. And that has just encouraged me over the years when I get, because I've kind of got a type A personality and I do get anxious and I do Mm. tend to fret. And that just reminds me to stop it, give it to God. And so I'll do that. And I do, I get a peace that says, go on, you can do this, it'll be okay.
1: I love that. That's a beautiful scripture. Thank you for sharing that. And um, the last of the triple round love round questions an inspirational woman that you love.
2: Well, when you say love, mm. um, I'm not sure whether you mean on a personal level or an inspirational level. If it's a personal level, I have several friends going through great difficulties that have inspired me just with their strength that they have had in going through those makes any problem that I've had with my business or my personal life. It just makes it seem small. But if it's on a business level, I don't know her personally, Mm -hmm. but Sarah Blakely, um, the owner of Spanx has just really inspired me with her story Mm -hmm. and success. Um, because she did do a lot of studying and a lot of struggling when she first started. And, um, I didn't do all of that because, for one thing, I was quite a bit older than she was when she started. But I'm um, really, that's the one reason I'm really glad things went fast for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, but she really did a lot to get her business going, and she's been so successful. Um, I'm, I am really in awe of what she's done.
1: Awesome. And guys, you will find all the show notes and information about Anita on our website at Bemigirl.com. That's G B E M I Girl.com. And last but not least, Anita, could you tell us some exciting new things that you are doing today? You know, what really has you feeling happy and alive today in terms of your business or you as an individual? Well, I am still solving problems. And- <laughs>
2: You know, I love to
1: solve problems. I don't.
2: Get, if you've got a marriage problem, I love to solve that. You know, I just love solving problems, and so I take that into my business. And we have travel organizers for jewelry. We have um, a lot of new things going on with that. Some things I can't tell you about because they're a secret, so we come out with them. Um, we've got some new crossbodies and um, a new bag called a Heidi bag which has got um, concealed pockets that you can hide, um, whatever you want in there, and just a lot of neat things that have solved problems in my life. So that's what I love to do. That's where my passion is, and so I'm continuing to do that, and we've got new products that come out every season just to help women's lives get easier. Amazing.
1: And can you share with us one last amazingly inspiring piece of advice that will help the way your dream listeners achieve their dream of becoming a millionaire girl, building a successful business, and living the life that they dream of?
2: I guess, and to, to sum it up, I would just say give it a shot. What have you got to lose? You know, I believe in my product and I use it. And if it doesn't work well, I'll change it. But I move on. But you never know. Life is so exciting and so fun. If you dream it, and you think I can't do that, then you never will. But if you believe in what you're doing, just give it a try. I mean, so many people just have an idea and they never go through with it. I've met with a lot of women who have called me, they've read my story, they've called to, can I meet with you? Can I talk with you? Can we have a conversation? I've got an idea and I don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I love helping women to get started with their dreams and encourage them to continue on and see where it goes.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. Give it a shot. And what have you got to lose? That is really, really inspiring. Thank you for sharing that, Anita. And do let us know, how can we get in touch with you and find out a bit more about your business and any other projects?
2: Well, our website is at www.pouchie.com, P-O-U-C-H-E-E.com. And of course, they can reach me personally. If they
1: have any questions at Anita at pouchee.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Anita. I'm feeling highly inspired and I'm sure the way your dream listeners are too. So thank you again for all your time and valuable insights and we'll see you soon. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Bye. -bye. Bye. Dreamers, thank you for being with us today on Wear Your Dreams. You can find all the show notes as well as cool girl content on bemigirl.com. That's G-B-E-M-I-Girl.com. We would love to hear from you. So drop us a comment and let us know your thoughts. And we will see you next time. And remember, girlies, anything is possible. So wear your dreams.
0: d-e-j-a-n-e-i-r-o com, and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.